welcome to I Love That. A bachelor podcast, because the unexamined life isn't worth, uh, is it leaving or leading? God damn it. Living. I do this every time. Living? Living? Living. I'm Zach. I'm Wade. And, uh, you know, right off the bat, if you like what you hear here, you can, in fact, send us an email at ilovethatbachelor at gmail.com. Uh, this is the final week of one episode before we get two episodes next week. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I did not know we were doing two next week, and I'm very excited about that. Well, yeah, and furthermore, I can't believe it's fucking hometowns. I was like, oh, shit. Fucking hometown? So we're, we're dropping three the next episode yeah i was i was really surprised too to see them uh what did we trim we got rid of one in the beef date and then three in the rose ceremony so yeah we're really trimming the fat it's getting serious yeah well and i think it's because they're trying to line it up with early january matt james as the bachelor because mm. i'm pretty sure they did his in a bubble and they're um uh gonna try and get back on schedule now, we might have talked about this before, that I have no idea who that is. Matt James, was he a previous contestant? Do we know this guy? Um, so, I was talking to someone about this. I forgot who it was, but... So, no, we don't know Matt James. You know Matt James if you're pretty clued into um, Bachelor shit. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because at the beginning of coronavirus in March... Um, Hannah B, after the whole Peter thing, remember, you know, all that going down, mm -hmm. Hannah B was in Jupiter, Florida with her dreamboat friend, Tyler Cameron. Remember Tyler C? God sure. damn, what a good looking man. That guy's a tall drink of water. Yeah. But you know who's also a tall drink of water and, you know, could potentially be the new bachelor. Actually, he is a new bachelor. It's Tyler C's best friend from florida and who lives with him in new york matt james okay and so that's how so, they did it they, they recognized that tyler c was a class of man that's too good for this franchise so they're like hey do you have any friends who would be willing to reduce themselves to this like, yeah, actually that. i do he's just as handsome <laughs> as me he's tall 28 literally maybe more handsome um no i just looked so him he, up he's a fine looking fella fine looking fella but they were doing this is when tiktok was popping off and they were doing like a quarantine crew tiktok yeah that cringy shit that correct got me to unsubscribe was, from all the bachelor reddits exactly that's what made all of bachelor nation go yeah that we need that and then george floyd happened and what did abc do look at us we're progressive we're going to announce Matt James, our first black bachelor ever. And I don't want to think that he uh, is any way um, incapable or second class or second choice. But the announcement seemed very um, low-hanging fruit for ABC to brand themselves a certain way. Um, and as so uh, in bachelor parlance... As disgenuine as it feels, I think he's probably going to be a good bachelor. He seems like a good dude, um, and I think it's great that they finally have a black bachelor. Um, I just wish a man didn't have to die <laughs> for ABC to realize, hey, I guess there's nothing wrong with that, huh? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So... I mean that, that that's my those are my thoughts on it. Um it should be fun. We'll see. Yeah. We we all know that ABC is kind of reactionary and a few years late on everything, but yes. efforts effort. It's got to count for something. Sure. And it'll probably count more than uh Demi's uh shoehorning of her sexuality. Sure. Which could have, which no doubt is real. ABC just made me feel like it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And they just wanted to glom on to look at us. We're so progressive. And that, that, that makes it feel disgenuine. And I wish that wasn't the case. Yeah. I don't know. Like the Demi trying to be the face of 
you know, whatever, bisexuality and bullying. Reminds me of McKenna's, you know, like, oh, I'm the poster child of bullying. And I've, I've complained about this before, where if you're like oh, a yeah, blonde well. opportunist who's like trying to be the representation for people who are actually marginalized, then it's, it's going to come off as disgenuine. Exactly, and, and and I wish it didn't. I just wish it was all out up up front and off and above board. Mm. But as we've stated, ABC's reactionary and does whatever they think will get them the most fans, which essentially comes down to a business decision. And I'd rather not spend the next uh, fifty-five minutes going on an anti-major corporate screed. And we can just get right into, <laughs> sure. So you know, so, five. <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, reactionary, as you know, social politics aside, the show can just be kind of trashy and scandalous and give us what we want. Uh, one of those staples yeah. being the three-way beef date that we left on at the end of last week's episode. What a fucking seg. What a segue. Yeah, we had to get back. Uh, I appreciated. That it felt like Taisha was actually laying down the law. You know? Yes. Unamused. It, not rewarding either of them for the behavior. Exactly. Um, and and she did the the gracious thing of that I really enjoy, and I hope everyone continues to do this, but telling them what she appreciated or her thoughts before she gave out the rose, you know? Yeah, like the compliment sandwich. She's really good at yeah, just giving positive reinforcement. Uh, and I, I appreciate that. And so oh, I guess that uh, moves us to uh, do you think Bennett was questioning her integrity? This is a great question, and I will have a follow-up for you on it. I don't because because I think everybody everybody was in agreement that that Noah was the focus of some distracting shenanigans and drama like that wasn't in doubt so for Bennett to get all of the blame for that when he was really just the one being the most vocal about it like that's kind of unfair what do you think so I think they're um I think they're both at fault but I also think they're both uh, um, uh, under the surgical knife of the producers as well mm. and the editors where, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah okay, the whole the whole thing with fucking Bennett is, is I can see why he would be condescending. And I can also see why Noah is a child and I don't think either one of them is right. I also don't think either one of them is egregiously bad. And the thing that I noticed on the internet was there were a lot of people were talking about how Bennett's like a total monster and like a shitty dude. And I was like, well, no, I don't I don't think he is. He's just in a different class of people. And his mannerisms and the way that he speaks is off-putting and wrong, but I don't think his intentions or the things that he says are wrong. You know, I can be very anti-1% and anti-corporation, but I can still like a person. And here's the sticking point for me. Most of the dudes like Bennett just fine. Yes. You know, like he can be a little, whatever, snooty, bougie, and that's not a problem for anybody. Like Noah makes it a problem, and I don't know if that's because of they, they just got into a little spat, you know, and one felt slighted. But like, I think, yeah, like uh, Bennett is condescending and, and snotty, but like that's on Noah to choose to take offense at it. If, if all the other guys are cool with it, why isn't Noah? Yes, exactly. And why is it um, that Ed and whoever the fuck else brought it up that at the at the rose ceremony that was basically saying, "If I don't get a fucking rose tonight, this is Noah's fault, and it wasn't Bennett's fault." So that's the temperature of the room of the dudes. It's like, yeah, that's how Bennett is. We get it. 
but he's also like nice to us. You know, that's just how he sounds and how he carries himself in the world. And I think Bennett was saying that he's like, that's who I am. I'm not pretending. And there's in my mind value to knowing who you are. And it appears to me that Noah is of this. uh, I've got a chip on my shoulder because I'm young. Mm -hmm. And I just don't relate to that at all. You know, fuck you, dude. You know, either man up or don't. You know, you're you're being petty. He may be petty, and that's the way he that you know he like kind of is. But I I still think there was a uh, not a silver lining, not a golden egg, but there was value in what Bennett was trying to impart. And everyone just thought it was the worst thing ever. But it's like Jesus Christ, if some guy who was like 15 years older than me. Um, said I'm deficient in emotional awareness and gave me a book, I would have voraciously read through the book and tried to figure it out and then hit him up after the show and been like, how can I grow from this? Did I grow? You know, like, what did you think about this? But that's also because I think the drive of Bennett, I mean, uh, of Noah, and I realize that talking about people in this format really makes me feel like I'm reducing people to what I see on TV. And I am. And I don't know them personally. And this is all I get to see about them. So that's the only way that I'm allowed to judge them. And I'm judging Noah on very seriously, clearly being a person who's not ready for marriage. I know what I was like when I was 25, 26. I was not ready for marriage then. And this kid is a uh, caricature of someone who's not ready for marriage because he still is leaning into the class clown effect. And it's like, yo, you can't do that with Tasha. You know, she's ready for marriage and she's like the biggest catch on the planet. So, I mean, you know, grow up, dude. You know, Either one of them could have quashed it, but I think Bennett got sucked in more. Sure. I I just, I have to disagree with you about, I think it is more Noah's fault. Even though I'm I'm fully aware that, like, Bennett is a monster. Like, he is aware. He knows what he is. He, you know, he's, he's given off major psycho energy by the end of this episode. But he knows what he's doing. (laughs) Yeah. And Noah just like, I don't know, man. He's he looks like a fucking weasel. Like I don't like Noah. I don't like the way that he looks. And he, and he reminds started the me shit. Of, he was the first one to question her integrity. Like he like lies yeah. and selectively you know what I mean? Like he well, behaves my, badly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I think Bennett got sucked in and Noah's the person who kept it going. And I I fully grasp being sucked into something and if you can't get out because the other person keeps going you're gonna lay down the law and i think the law that bennett laid down was reasonable yeah this is a a point i come to a lot on this show that actions have consequences like if you are being an immature weasel and starting drama and lying to people then it is absolutely okay to speak to that person condescendingly if you have like something valid to say like, Bennett was never like, you're a fucking nerd. I hate you. Like, you're a little bitch. He was like, I think you are, like, immature. And in and, yeah. and, and I'm going to explain to you in, like, scientific terms how I think that is. And, like, he kept his cool. Like, it's the most respectful way you can be condescending to someone. Yes. And in all honesty, like, no one needs needs to hear that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's something that drove me crazy. That it's like, dude, you are deficient. You just... You need to hear this if you want to grow, but you're just a stubborn little baby. And the bummer of it was seeing Bennett get sent home that I was like thinking, what is the lesson here? That telling people hard truths that they need to hear is bad if it hurts their feelings. Worse than being a lying weasel who's playing games like with Tasha's heart, man. Like I, whatever. It's the bachelor at yeah, I know. We're, I mean, the, it's such a weird zone where it's like, what's the lesson in The Bachelorette? Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, that, that's that's how I feel about it. And it, 
I don't like Noah. He came in with a mustache because I bet his buddies were like, you know, it'd be funny, dude, if you like showed up with a mustache, bro. Yeah. Just not taking it seriously before even getting there. Yeah, that. And I feel like that uh, I've got so much at stake in finding out who Taysha, um loves. Tasha's heart's on the line and I will defend it. I am heavily invested. <laughs> yeah. Which to jump to the very end, if I may. Since it's tangentially related, or not tangentially, but actually related, Bennett shows up at the end and asks, has a heart to heart. I wouldn't really call it a psycho heart to heart. Sure. Um, surface level psycho heart to heart and asks to be back on the show because he said that he loves Tasha. And that took balls. Um, that took, I, I mean, I think there is this notion of Bennett's not used to not getting what Bennett doesn't want, um, which, you know, take that for what it's worth. But I think that I'm glad he went back and, and at their goodbye, when she let Bennett go, it was clear that neither one of them was okay with it. Yeah. And, I mean, Nick Vial showed up week six on fucking, Caitlin's I think season. it was Caitlin's episode, right? Yeah. Uh, season. So, we're not really breaking too many rules, right? Like, who cares? Sure. If it's about her finding love and she has feelings for Bennett, then give it a go. So, to make a comparison, in Hannah Beast's season, when she sent Luke home... And then he walked in the woods and then came back as like, no, actually, I don't want to go. And then proceeded to ruin the rest of that season with his, like, psycho behavior. It's not uh, unheard of for people getting kicked off the show or showing up unannounced. And, like, Correct. You know, and even, like, Nick Vial was just like, hey, I want to be on this season. What up? And he, like, got to be yeah, on the season. Up? Yeah, But, like, you know, bet it, like got sent home under uncertain circumstances and you could tell it wasn't like he was a little surprised like Tasha maybe didn't want it to have to happen but it did and obviously him coming back and uh dropping the l-bomb <laughs> like a psycho yeah and like I, you know what man she she looked scared like there were there were a few moments where I was like this feels like if there weren't cameras here like I would be scared for her because like come on let's be real Bennett's got nothing behind those eyes like he plays yeah. a he plays a clean game, but he's got psycho energy. I do also feel that when with all of these guys, we're not getting everything. For example, Bennett brought up a truths conversation that he would have liked to have continued with Tasha at some point, and I thought, what the fuck, producers? Where was that conversation? You know? And where was Ed and Tasha's relationship? <laughs> well, yeah. I, <laughs> Which I, you so, know, so hmm. I'm like, oh, man, clearly we're not getting everything, which is to be uh, expected. But she clearly likes him to some extent. Yeah. I wonder, too, if he didn't rent out that, like, special villa for himself for the whole month or something. So even though he's been let go of the show, he's, he's like, well, I, like, ABC didn't pay for this place. I, I rented it for the month. I'm going to be here anyway. So you, know, you can leave me out of the footage, but I might as well <laughs> I could give it another shot since I'm here. It's funny you bring that up because I was thinking about it. You know how they get in, get in the car and drive away? Because it's COVID, I, I think they're all being driven to just another hotel room. Because they got to do the men's tell all. Yeah, they have yeah. to stay bubbled. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, and so all the dudes are probably just still hanging out, you know. And so it, I was like, I guess it's not that crazy that he showed back up because, fuck, he probably could have thrown a rock to her apartment, you know. So, um, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, uh, 
situation for sure. And you know, this is the this is the kind of stuff that you get at the um jewel of the desert in Southern California at La Quinta Resort and Club, a Waldorf Astoria Resort and Club. A haunted one. In Palm Desert. Yeah. If you noticed, and I don't know if you did, uh, when they show the picture it of, of the logo, it literally says La Quinta Resort and Club, a Waldorf Astoria Resort and Club. As if, you know, you didn't get that it was a resort and club. Well, yeah, you gotta, if you add the name of a fancy salad to your resort and club, it gives it more prestige. <laughs> Is that a salad? Waldorf? Is that a salad? What, what are you thinking it is? Huh? I've only known it as a hotel brand. Okay. Uh, is it not? No, I'm being we, coy. We, are you fucking holding <laughs> information no, no, for me? No, Don't withhold like, the information for me. That's the joke. Is that I'm... Is that it sounds I, like a salad? I, I I just have to, like, look it up now. Oh, my I God. I that bachelor. This is what you're here <laughs> for. <laughs> okay, there's the a, whole... there is a Waldorf salad... That's a thing. Really? Uh, yeah, at a glance. Le- lemon juice and yogurt, pepper, and... I mean, it doesn't sound good. Probably it a British thing. Bad. It's probably better than a wedge. Yeah. I hate wedge salads. I think they're so stupid. Okay. Uh, just to clarify, I'm sure that they're referencing the uh, fancy hotel when they show that. But that's odd that they, they can't just let La Quinta speak for itself. Well, I think Waldorf Astoria has certain hotels that they maintain as being a, this is a Waldorf. I stayed at a Waldorf once and I was, and I told someone and they're like, oh, you stayed at a Waldorf Astoria and they're like, which one? And then you tell them and they're like, oh, so it's a blah, 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 Waldorf Astoria Resort and Club. It's like a name dropping thing. It's like a brand. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. It's for sure a brand. It's like a, a Michelin star restaurant, I think. Like what do, what, what do tires have to do with restaurants? I never got that. There is no getting that. And that is the... An ex-girlfriend of mine returned a dish at a uh, two-star Michelin restaurant. I've never been more blown away in my life. Embarrassed or impressed with her gall? Well, I mean, you know, it was both. I thought it tasted good. But then again, if you're spending the money, and if you don't fucking like it, then send it back. Right? That's fair. That's only fair. I mean, I, I, I get both sides of it, but everything was amazing. <laughs> what, uh, what was it? Was, are we talking like meat under or overcooked? No, so it wasn't under or overcooked. So it was a, um, it was a pork chop that... Um, uh, I forget what kind of pork chop, but it was a pork chop that was um, uh, like lemony and creamy, the sauce that was with it. And if you cook pork, sometimes it's a naturally salty meat. And so the dressing itself, and I think it, it I think in my expert opinion, is that the lemon accentuates the salt flavor. And so it, it on surface, appeared too salty. And if that's how you feel about it, then you got to send it back. So I totally get it. But also, you, you, I kind of know that these things, lemon brings out a little bit of the salt and the pork's already kind of salty. So I knew it was going to be a salty thing. So having known that, it was good for what it was. But if you weren't expecting that, you know. It's like, um, it's like taking a bite into something that looks like chocolate and it's a dried mushroom. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you'd be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, especially if you were expecting chocolate in your mouth. I might cry or spit it out. Would you, would you do both? Maybe. (laughs) That sounds like (laughs) something I'd do. (laughs) But (laughs) my... I appreciate the fact that Taisha came back in and said this wasn't a victory for you by any means to Noah. Yeah, right was, as he was standing up with that shit-eating grin. 
Well, and they, you see the edit of the Tic Tacs because he thought he was going to get a kiss. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you, my friend, are not here for the right reasons. And I'm not having people toy or funk with Tasha's heart. Yeah. <sighs> so, okay, this, this will lead into another question I have as we go to uh, the kind of pre-cocktail party or the pre-rose ceremony cocktail party bit. So, like, uh, you know, Riley gets to set up a little cake situation and do some fake anniversary thing. And then, like, Zach has the wedding pictures from their photo shoot date. Mm-hmm. And my, my yeah. question here is about, like, gifts. And so, you, you know what I mean? Like, you, you can't just get them, especially during COVID. Like, I'm sure you have to talk to the producers to work out what you'll be allowed to, you know, what kind of stunts you can do on the show. So... How do you think that works? Do you think it's on the individual contestant to be like, "Ooh, I have a thoughtful idea. Can you help me do this?" Or do you think the totally pro- the pro- so you know? Okay, no. I was going to say, do you think I, the producers I, I, are like pushing favorites? Like, you know, you should bring the wedding picture tonight, Zach. That'll score you points. I think it's a little bit more subtle than that, where the producers are like, "Look at these photos of you and Tasha at the wedding event." And he goes, oh, wow, these are really great. He goes, I'd love to show Tasha these. And they're like, yeah, well, I mean, we can we can do that for you. And he goes, well, maybe we sh- can we put it in a frame? I think that's how it goes, where they kind of trick them into thinking it's their own idea. Yeah, I like that. That's what I think, personally. I, I, not that I know, but you do have to clear that shit. Like, you don't just get... Um, a shuffleboard and tiki torches like you gotta ask for it so the the people have to ask for it I don't think they go out of their way to help them because I think they would rather see everyone crash and burn <laughs> sure <laughs> you know yeah no I mean your your point is uh, appropriate that I'm sure the handlers and then the talking heads it's all a big psychological experiment so yeah I'm sure everyone's being manipulated into making for good television absolutely so, I have two things about this rose ceremony. Yeah, I got two big things. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Is it Noah <laughs> oh. and Blake? Are those the two things? <laughs> well, one of them's Blake. Um, and one of them actually happens right before the rose ceremony. And I think it was Riley's uh, date thing. So, forgive me for false advertising here. Hmm. I just don't understand the uh, wrap the arm around. And, like, eat or kiss or, or drink something? Yeah. That's stupid. Well, have you it's seen... stupid. Have you seen his fucking... Uh, I don't know what you call the muscle... Not the bicep, but the one opposite? Trap? The tricep? Tricep. Trap tri- trapezoids up here. Okay, traps up there. Okay, so the, the tricep is the, the under bicep. Riley's are too big. Yeah, like he's, sure. He's fit, but, like, that specific <laughs> muscle, maybe maybe, like take a few days off or lower the weight or something that <laughs> this was not where i was expecting this to go uh, but with the wraparound thing he's probably he's showcasing sure. his inhuman his monstrous triceps but she can't see that my my point is because if they did the wraparound that's for the outside and she may be able to look down and be like oh my god that's huge but probably she's not because she's focused on wrapping her drink in her hand around the other arm appropriately so she can drink her drink. Mm-hmm. And I think that whole thing is stupid. I think it would be made better, and I want the world to know this, is if you did an extra wrap and you had to force the drink into someone else's mouth or the, or the fork with the cake. You know, that adds a little bit of panache to this wraparound. Because if you're just wrapping around to feed yourself a drink or cake, stupid. Just cheers and drink the thing. Are we really sharing anything in this moment? But why would you even have any kind of wraparound if you're just going to feed each other like babies? So what's the point of the wraparound, Wade? That's my question. But I hate you, it. I think you it's just so say dumb. they should wrap around and feed each other? And so, like They should just feed each other, just like wedding my, style. Well, like, here's your cake. Here comes the my airplane. Point is, Totally. But my point is, is if you're going to do the fucking wraparound, you might as well add some depth to it or or skill or some sort of rigor. I don't know. Something that makes it more difficult. 
I could wrap my hand around anything and fucking take a drink. Like, what are we doing? You, you know, what when, is it signifying? When COVID's over, you and I need to do a photo shoot for this podcast where we <laughs> we'll do it <laughs> the way that, we'll that you want it done. <laughs> we'll show the world how. <laughs> Great idea. And we totally should when COVID's over. Okay, um, so that's your one thing. Yeah, the second thing is, is Blake, really? She kept Blake? Uh, what the fuck's going on here? The guy sucks. And I was, since he got the one-on-one <laughs> that we have yet to see, I was really hoping that we could end this episode with him being sent home. I don't think anyone's expecting anything else to happen. All of the edits of Blake are just him fucking around and laughing and not being sure yeah, of anything. Who cares? Yep. And when, when his it name didn't... got called, I just like, I'm like the fucking, it's, it's like Noah, I get, I get Noah because like everybody doesn't like him and he's a weasel and he's made for some interesting tension and drama. And especially if they're going to have Bennett come back, like that's great. But like, what is Blake doing? Like, he's not funny or entertaining. He doesn't have a connection with Tasha that's, you know, engaging to watch. He doesn't even do like silly bits with the other dudes at the villa. Like, why the fuck is he there? No clue. It's it's infuriating, like he unless sucks. unless they've been hiding some genuine moments between the two of them, there's zero fucking reason for him to be there. And yes, he does suck. I don't like the way that he looks. Same. His beard's stupid, and I'm not I'm not for animals being caged. What what are he's kinda... got Joe Exotic vibes? Okay, he's a wildlife manager. And due to recent events in the past, including the, um, whatever the fuck the name of the show was, but the Joe Exotic event at the beginning of coronavirus, whenever I think of anybody being involved in, um, managing wildlife, it just comes off like he's trapping animals for the joy of other people. Um, and he may not be. In fact, he he may be a conservationist of sorts, but he should have listed conservationist then. Sure. There's a fine line so I, between being in that business for the love of nature or for the, like, I get to hang around exactly. with cool caged animals. Like Exactly. I have a cousin who works at um, SeaWorld and uh, San Diego Zoo, and she loves animals, just loves them. She's always... Um, talking about how like she gets to feed the kangaroos and how oh my god this animal finally had a baby you know and that's great for numbers of this animal and i'm like okay so you chose a really shitty employer but your heart seems to be in it do you know what i mean like there's this weird line and since i don't know fucking canadian blaken and i hate the way that his beard looks i think he's a joe exotic piece of shit yeah, I doubt he's one of those benevolent prison wardens that, like, really genuinely cares about the... Whatever. Fuck Blake. Yeah, he's far from the green mile, for sure. Can't so wait. So far that it's black. <laughs> Cannot wait it's to see It's a black mile. All, all the colors together. Uh-huh. Right? Is white devoid of colors and black is all colors? Uh, scientifically, the reverse. But with paint. Fuck! It's what you're thinking. Ah. Uh. All right, whatever. Yeah, he sucks. Fuck him. I hope he leaves in in crash and burn f- fashion. Yeah. Do you think he'll cry? He's probably going to cry. He's an idiot. I don't like him. Oh, that'll be sweet. Yeah. Um. <sighs> yeah, but okay. Yeah. Just... Oh, Demar deserved that Noah Rose or Dude, Blake Rose. Yes, I feel like he didn't get a fair shot or a fair edit. I had no. high hopes for him. He seemed Me like too. a good guy. Like, Ed was good never dude. in the game. Spencer was a fuckboy. And, like, Blake and Noah are also fuckboys. And this is too late in the game to be having fuckboys on your roster. Especially if the next episode is fucking hometowns. Yeah. You know, I could have bought Spencer over Noah or Blake. I don't like the guy, but I could have at least bought it based on how he was when they first showed up. Yeah, they but at least Demar was the connected, pick. But yeah, yeah, Demar was the pick, one hundred percent. That's a good dude, and I'm sorry. And and if I could get on my soapbox here, the fucking maroon jacket with the gray plaid pants. 
my god, that suit looked amazing. Mm-hmm. When he was walking out, I thought, her loss, good lord. Yeah, man, he did, like, turtlenecks and stuff. It was nice. Turtleneck and chain. It's a good dude. What, uh, was it Victoria that made it to hometowns in the last season? Oh, Fuller, Vicky F? Yeah. Yeah, and, and Peter didn't go inside? Yeah, and we were just, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying with, like, hometowns, is you can't, you shouldn't get down to the final four and have something like that. Like a situation where you're, like, so estranged from a healthy connection with the person. Like, what are they even still doing there? Yeah. Yeah. And I know and, in Peter's and, and, case, it was just, it was all sexual, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I agree. And that's the thing about this season is, I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, there's Zach, there's Ivan, there's Brendan, and there's Ben. And all of those dudes are great picks. And clearly, she has feelings for Bennett, too. So there's, like, five guys that I'm like, oh, my God. She, I don't know where she's where she stands on any of them. But she did say that... Um, uh, oh, fuck. Um, yeah, she, Tasha told Zach that she's falling for him. And so my question is, is this a bait and switch for us? So she can't end up with Zach now, right? Well, because we've been misled to think he's the front runner with two episodes left. Yeah. So, like, that makes me think it's going to be Ben or Brendan. And it's going to be a sad farewell with Zach. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess Zach has been the front runner for too long. Like he got mm-hmm. on, he got on the game board real early, yeah. and has stayed yeah. there. And like, I don't know if it's growing, or if they're just kind of like keeping what momentum they do have. Doesn't feel like that though, and that's why I'm so on the fence about that take. Mm-hmm. Okay, just something to share. I was asking my wife. I'm like, of of the people that are left here, like, who who do you think is like the best bet? Like good person husband material you could get along with them well and before answering i'd like to kick that question to you oh um uh i i'm trying i always get ben and brendan confused okay ben's the soldier Um, who had the one-on-one and brendan's okay yeah so it's brendan brendan okay yeah and your wife picked brendan that's my guess no we both picked ivan Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, I forgot about Ivan. He's he like, seems a little too young, though. Sure, but he's like, I don't know. Like, him and Riley have the most adult jobs of the remaining guys. Yes. and he he's, seems, the, he's the engineer. Yeah, and he's got, like, yeah. a calm enough energy, but seems very nice and sweet, faced a little adversity. Like, not not yeah. to, like, fall, you know, there's there's other good guys here, but I was just saying, like, on paper, like, if I had What's to What's Brendan's right now, job? A commercial roofer. Nothing wrong with that. The the thing with Brendan is his like one note energy. How would you know if that guy was mad? Well, you could say the same thing about Ivan. Yeah. Ivan gets sad. Does he get mad? Yeah. But does Brendan get anything other than cool? Is just so cool and calm. Like I'd let him whisper whatever he wanted in my ear. That's for sure. That's what I know. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see if these <laughs> end up being our final two. If you and I can pick the winners. Yeah, I don't know. Ben throws a, a serious wrench in that, and I think Zach's the one that's going to get let go just because of the airtime. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ben had his one-on-one. Let's let's get on with that. We learned something pretty crazy about him. Uh, you, what the fuck was it? You seem it? to have blanked on it. So multiple suicide attempts. Oh yeah, Which, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, that's real heavy. And I like. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, dude, you got to tell the world. I'm yeah. sorry. It makes. I mean, it makes more sense of him. I was really struggling to get a a grip on his energy. I'm like, is this like he served? Is this like some kind of frat boy thing? Because he's totally like guarded and playing it close to the chest. And like now, I get why. I feel like a lot of them are, though. I've never once in my life had a group of dudes that have resonated with me more. Mm-hmm. 
truth be told, because they're all so reserved and guarded and don't want to um, let it all go on The Bachelor. If you guys hear the dog barking, that that is my dog. Um, he'll end hey. soon. Harry? It's Harry. That's mm-hmm. Harry. Yeah. Still's asleep in the closet. Um, but, you know, it it's a really interesting group, and I, I feel like a lot of the things that these guys uh, have dealt with and go through, I'm like, uh-huh. Okay, yeah, this is great. So you're you're just telling the world about these things. And it led me to this thought of, you know, how Ben had to open up because she was unsure if she was going to give him a rose and he had to open up for her to give him a rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I would have even let th- that happen. I'm very above board. You don't think About you would have uh, can shared that? Like if you had experienced what Ben went through? Probably fucking first one-on-one. She'd have been like, so like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, well, my dad died, my great-grandma, my older brother. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't care. It's like, this is who I am and this is where I'm at. So let's go, you know? There's no, for me, there's no waiting to, to tell. It, like, if I was waiting to tell anybody, it would be, oh, well, I have a Bachelor podcast and a Star Trek podcast. Sure, the, uh, the things you, that might scare them off. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, or it's like all of this stuff that happened in my life. Uh, this is what happened, and here's why. And uh, I'm happy to share it with you because it made me me. So, you want to keep going? And that's something that I find really interesting about this, like, will you open up? And I, in the, where I got thinking about this was, so did you nominate me to be on The Bachelor? At, because they asked for it in the middle of the episode. Did I personally nominate you? Yeah. Do you, or do you know anybody, you know, who's looking for love? And that was on the episode that we just watched. And I, I thought, well, I wonder if Wade, um, and he probably did, uh, nominate me to be on The Bachelorette. <laughs> and I thought, and then from that moment on, I was thinking about how come these guys are having trouble opening up? Because I would just be like, this is what's up. I won't do it the night one where we're, we're like, we're getting to know each other. But, hmm. you know, what's the problem with people opening up? Maybe because it's on TV? I don't care. People can know it. Yeah. Well, as long as we have the platform, maybe that's something we could uh, we could aim for <laughs> before you get too old. Like, Jack's single. He's real open. He would show up oh night one with a tuba. Yeah. Just there you go. I'll serenade her. Reveal all of his personal, you know, conflicts yeah. and and sadness as he introduces himself to each of the dudes. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that was big of Ben, and uh, it makes a lot of sense. It yeah. does, because I'm like, oh, okay, that's why. So, and this is something we glossed over before the whole bulimia thing in the oh, last episode. Shit. We didn't we didn't really talk about it, which I realized the minute we ended the episode. Um, you know, that poor boy's been through the uh, ringer of life. Yeah. Um. You know, poor guy. And I'm glad that he's still here and able to overcome these things and to grow from the darkness of his life. And same as Zach. Yeah, and and you said that we had a good... Maybe this is why I hate Blake and Noah and Spencer and all these guys. Because we have, like, real dudes who have been tested and overcome things. Correct. And, like, so, like all the frontrunners, like... Ivan with the troubled childhood and his brother going to prison. Like, you know, Zach with overcoming addiction. Brendan is the divorcee. Ben has overcome suicide and, like, served in the military. And, like, and I guess we can get to Riley's thing, too. But, like, it really seems like in the, uh... I forget the philosopher that expressed that you earn your soul through, like, struggle and introspection. Yeah, I don't remember the name, but yeah. But when you exactly. when you have dudes who resonate with you personally and then you have like fuck entitled fuckboys. Blake. It's like, yeah. And Noah. Night fuck and day. them. Exactly. I don't care. Uh so <clears throat> I will say though, 
that if we're to track the arcs of these guys, Brendan's story about being married is pretty old. Close second, I think, is Ivan's. And that's why I think Brendan keeps going. Because we haven't seen much of Brendan in these episodes. Fair. The last couple. You know, they've had good interactions and that's it. <laughs> so, that's that's why I'm sticking to that theory. Right. Although, I will say, Zach's a winner. But I really appreciated the fact that his uh, lie detector... Uh, test of cheating on a girl ended up being so harmless and sweet. <laughs> but, I mean, who knows? Maybe he's quick on his feet. He's like, hey, I'm not hooked up to the lie detector anymore. I cheated on a sixth grader when I was a sixth grader. Like, how convenient. Sorry. I'm hoping not. <laughs> I forgot whose date it was, uh, but there was a one-on-one -on -one date, and I wanted to ask you if you knew, or if you noticed, that there was no food on their plates. And the reason why I th I think this is interesting and of, of note is that they weren't going to eat it anyway. And I think the reason why they didn't have food on the plates for them to not eat is because it would have just been hotel food. Oh, they don't need nothing, to showcase wherever the hell they're at. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> So does Adam Hambrick not have a bass player? <laughs> it was just two guitars and a drummer. It really bothered me. And don't get was, me wrong, ABC I is hired. Written down. They've hired shittier musicians. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to go after his talent. But where was the bass player? I I had that question written down that if you notice they didn't have a bass player. He, do you want to know? Well, I'm just going to tell you my theory. I don't need to ask you. Uh, he didn't pass COVID protocol. I, yep. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, oh, well. Uh, and then I rewound it to try and hear if I could hear any bass, and I really couldn't. So that has to be it. Yeah. He was Instagramming uh, pictures from some party that wasn't observing exactly. social distance rules. Exactly. And then, uh, did you, the, uh, I know we're kind of running close on time here. Um, right. the, uh, the, the notion that Tasha said a cheater is always a cheater. Is that notion fair? And I'm going to add the caveat of to the person who got cheated on. Yes, the person that cheated on you will always be a cheater. <laughs> but to carte blanche say that all cheaters will always be cheaters, is that fair? I believe it was a quote from the Expanse series of books that uh, twice means always. So you cheat, yeah, you cheat once. Cheating once... You can overcome, forgive, mend your ways, learn from the mistake, because you only did it once. But if you do it twice, yeah, so that's that's where I stand on that. I think that's I think that's the right stand. I agree. Uh <laughs> follow up question to the lie detector thing. Sure. Uh in my recollection, this is just a thought. I don't think they've done a lie detector on The Bachelor. Not that I recall. It's it, Love only, Island does it every season. Yeah, on both, which is great. Uh, and again, if you guys haven't watched Love Island, what the fuck are you doing? Um, UK, it's great. It's fucking awesome. Uh, but... I, I want to say I loved how Riley, uh, you know, when she asked, do you ever have your clients oh, take okay. lie detectors? And he's like, no, I never <laughs> let my clients take these tests because they're unreliable. Which is like amazing when they have them on these shows, like whatever, like your heart rate can go up for a lot of reasons. They prove nothing. But when you put exactly. them on a show like this, they always cause drama because you then have to explain, like, why did that come back as a lie? And like, it's great television. Exactly. Dude, so whenever I go to the goddamn doctor, um, my blood pressure always goes up when they decide to take my blood pressure, <laughs> there's nothing I can do about it. But the minute they strap me to that bitch, um, I can feel my body pumping more. You know what I mean? Like every time they're always, I was like, so did I do good this time? And they're like, no, you were a little, 
a little above <laughs> normal mm-hmm. for sure and i do it all the time i just get antsy i tried to remember if the, <laughs> i want to say is this like the heisenberg uncertainty principle that like when you measure something you inherently change the results by the act of measuring them just fucking so maybe can... man yeah yeah that's interesting that uh yeah having my blood pressure tested causes my blood pressure to go up <laughs> Always, every time, my entire life, my entire adult life, it always fucking happens. Um, I've also got a couple of bad grammar uh, sentences that happen back to back, and I'm pretty sure it was Tasha and Zach. T- uh, Zach said, "No." Tasha goes, "They've went," which bugged the shit out of me, and right. then he goes, "This is a real feelings." <laughs> and I understand live conversation and flubbing things, but goddamn, they've went. They didn't feel like you were under pressure. Neither did. This is a real feelings. They are drinking. Sure. No, totally. I mean, I'm just. I'm currently in the business of grammar policing. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's fair. Do you, Do you have uh, final things you wanted to get to real quick? Uh, I appreciate Atisha not giving anyone a rose at the end of the group date. Yeah, heavy. Just uh, it was a heavy night. Yeah, and you don't give anyone a free pass at this point. Everyone needs to be on their toes because you know, like, if you gave Noah that rose, he would just start being a little little baby and taking advantage of the, uh, you know, the safety that comes with getting the rose. Uh, but Bennett coming back with the creepy stalker energy I, uh, and saying, "I love you." And my wife was yeah, like, Bennett, Bennett seems like the kind of guy that could, like, visit the people he has chained up in his basement and then, like, go to a yacht party, like, right afterwards. He does have that vibe. Yeah. Uh, I have another. Please. And it's, uh... <clears throat> oh, fuck, I just fucking lost it. Oh, my God. I'm I'm so upset. Oh, the uh, the ending with Ed. He goes, you know, he's like, we could put on a face mask and be like, this is what we do Friday night. We put on face masks and watch Dateline. I don't know why I chose Dateline. I chose Dateline. <laughs> That's uh, he's I, so fun. I like him. Enter- I'm sorry we yeah. didn't get more of this. It's entertaining, but he has such Millhouse energy. Like Ed is absolutely the, great. I mean, the fact that in every talking head he'll say something and be like, "I don't know why I just said that. I'm so stupid." Like that's what no one likes me. I'm Ed. <laughs> <laughs> every every cut of him we get, he's squinty eyed and like leading forward. Like what? Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> and my final question to you, Wade, and this is for my boy Kelsey. Do you think the people who read the date cards are predetermined? Shit. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they are sometimes. But it feels like it does sometimes. <laughs> which but also is why, it doesn't. Which is why I think maybe it's just <laughs> random. It's like whoever wants to whoever wants to do it or whoever gets it or whoever's closest like we're overthinking it, and that is the one thing that they don't control on this show. Reasonable. Because some people, you know, if, if they did choose, wouldn't that tell you things about the dates? Because if you're, you pick up the date card and your name is on it, does that matter? Or what if you're not the one, you know, if, if you get the one-on-one, so you read everyone else's names and you're the guy, like, I don't... This, yeah, I don't know. This will it's trouble probably me. Marginal. Yeah, it it almost makes me want to pull up a spreadsheet and start writing down who picked it up and if they went on the date or not, and what kind of date. Yeah. You ever see that movie, Pie? The American one? Uh, The Darren Aronofsky black and white one. No. Okay. Well, it's about numerology and driving oneself insane trying to make sense of patterns like this. I don't know. You're a numbers guy. You're you're studying data, so let's figure it out. Okay, all right. I'll 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 pull up a spreadsheet from now on. Yeah, and start entering it. Or we'll go mad trying. Um, my final parting thought is when Tasha said that she was falling for Zach. I kind of almost teared up. <laughs>
it did make it made me feel really good inside. Because your name like, is Zach. No, no I know, I know. All that. that aside, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> because it's so cute. I like. I I really hope. I really hope she stays with one of these dudes. And of uh, Brendan, Ivan, Ben, Zach, any of those four guys, and Riley. I think I would be happy for her. And it makes me happy to actually watch this show and be like, oh my god, it's so cute watching people fall in love on television. Yeah. I haven't felt that in many seasons. And why is that? Is it just because we've been rooting for Tasha since she showed up and we happen to have adult men this season instead of kids? I think it has everything to do with the cast. It's like there aren't influencers, that's for sure. Yeah. Chasen was. Yeah. <laughs> but she weeded all of the bad ones out pretty quick, I think. Yeah. Except for Blake. Except for Blake. We'll get we'll get him Noah. first thing next week. I'm sure of Fuck it. Fuck yeah, we will. All right, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's everything I got. No, same. I'm so stoked for the two to back-to-backs next week. We can we'll get this all wrapped yeah, up too. before Christmas. It'll be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Cool. Well, if you enjoyed what you heard, you can, in fact, send us an email at ilovethatbachelor at gmail.com. Hi, Claudia. Hi, Paul. I'm Zach. I'm Wade. And this has been I Love That Bachelor at gmail.com. And Edward James almost... I'd watch anything that motherfucker is in. That boy can act. Did you see the seventh season of Dexter? Uh, no, someone ruined the Trinity Killer for me, and I decided I was done with that show, so. Um, no, is he in that? Because I'll, I'll, I'll get right back into it. I, I, I've, I, I gotta get back into, like, the Jimbo. It's, like, the beginning of, like, the fourth season or something. Okay. I don't know. If you like him, you can just find out what season he's in and just watch that one. I don't think it matters. Okay. I love him. He's, he's amazing. He yeah. is literally the reason that Battlestar Galactica is so tight. That guy has the most amazing speeches in that show. It, it's it's worth watching because of it. Don't you do a podcast get, on uh, on Battlestar Galactica? I would love to. Do you want to? I'll mm-hmm. send you the fucking Blu-rays. Uh, they might actually, it might be online now because of COVID, but. Yeah, absolutely. All right. What what's up with your uh star companion? Uh well David's been pretty heavy into school, so we've kind of put it a little bit on hold. Okay. Unfortunately. You didn't finish every single episode. No, we're of we're soon season. to be on the final season of Enterprise. All right. Yeah. Oh, and for those of you that don't know, um what's it called? Gold Sedan? That is right. Yeah, Wade's in a band. It's called Gold Sedan. It's pretty fucking tight. Go check it out on Spotify and wherever the hell, she, hell wherever the hell else you get your music. Right, we Wade's can, talented. We can plug stuff. Yeah, I have a band. You have a podcast called Star Companion. That yep. I haven't I mentioned that in a while. Yeah, exactly. We have a good time. We're generally way more drunk on that podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening. Fuck Blake. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Fuck him.